everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. Tonight's episode, we are going to just jump right in because there's a lot to cover. Yeah. So another story spanning multiple states, multiple women. What's ha- Why are Dateline making it so challenging for me this season? For you personally, because this is another one that I wrote down. Another hard one for Kimberly. <laughs> like, I felt it. Would I, not want to do this. No. No, no would. Who no. would? You're a champion. You're a champion of champions. I know. I've I have the hardest job in the world. You do. Pity it's me. So hard. Hard. Um <laughs> so, this episode is called The Perfect Guy, March 6th, 2020, season 28, episode 20, hosted by our two Pete in a row champion. Why are you making that face? 21. What did I say? 20. Oh, sorry, 21. Um, hosted by Andrea Canning, who has brought it. It's been brought in. It's been brought in. Two weeks in a row. She didn't just bring it once. She brought it twice. I, if it's next week is thrice, I won't be able to handle it. It'll be a three-peat. And then we'll, I think we'll have to like do something like a giveaway. Like an Andrea giveaway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Meaning Andrea maybe gives you a call and leaves a message on your phone. We can't get her to do that. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm promising things. We don't that have would, her number. In a perfect world, that would be the best, though. If we could be like, okay, three in a row. Andrea's going to call. Lucky winner. No. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, I suggest that you watch and then listen to our recaps of, first of all, Dirty John. But oh, yeah. Really specifically, The Mystery Man. Yeah. And, and Dirty John. Yeah, Dirty John but- just as much. No, more so the mystery man, and he lied about everything. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. those are con man extraordinaire episodes. Why don't you feel like Dirty John is on par with those? There's not multiple people, and I just, his scam fell apart pretty quickly. Yeah, that's, you're right. Okay. Also, the show's great, by the way. Did you watch it? Did you watch Dirty John? No. Oh, it's pretty good. I didn't. I like Connie Britton. Um, so this starts well it starts in the 90s but really we're starting in 2013 with cindy pardini she graduated for with all men and worked for tech startups she had her first million by 30 i can relate cindy didn't we all yeah um <laughs> cindy is wearing a black turtleneck which i think the tech world has embraced because yeah. of steve jobs but i thought had been tainted tainted by <laughs> um by elizabeth holmes from yeah. The Dropout podcast. Did she give you that vibe? Like, the, it's a similar, like, I don't know what it is. I feel like it's clear skin, blonde hair, and a black turtleneck. And you're like, that's yeah. the look. And a distinctive voice. Yeah. Yes. Distinctive voice. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, but Cindy is great and Elizabeth Holmes is poop. So if mm-hmm. you don't know what we're talking about, go listen to the Dropout podcast. It's shocking. It is. Um, so when Cindy decided to turn, she decided to slow down when she turned 40, as we all want. I mean, I'm, I'm physically slowed down. I was just going to say, I feel like age. I've been forced to slow down when I get to 40. I'll be forced. Yeah. 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 In, the f- in the future. In the future when that happens. Yeah. And if in like, I plan ten- on slowing down, Kimberly. Yeah, no, it'll have, it, you have 10 years to worry about it. <laughs> so she met this guy on Facebook. He messaged her. His name is Derek Aldred. He's holding a dog in his photo, and I was immediately on high alert because he 
that dog, I swear to God, last week's ducks and horses. Was, oh, you got scared. Okay. If something, I shan't survive a dead dog. You can kiss a dead dog on the side of the road, but you can't make <laughs> him drink water or no. or kill him. And I won't handle it. Well, um, what kind of dog is that? Is that one of the, a Bichon Frise? Is that a dog? Did I make that up? Or is that a clothing line? No, that's a dog. Okay. Um, could be a clothing line, too. I don't it, know what kind of dog he, it was, though. I feel like it could also be a cookie. That that name could go for a lot of things. I'll take the Bichon Frise and lemon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's next Girl Scout cookie. Yeah. It's the tri, tri, trifles. <laughs> Trif- <laughs> tri- trifles? It's a really, it's a really complicated trifles? Girl Scout cookie. What do you think? Yeah. Tra- tra- tri- Tracle. Tra- You're no. going for trifle and trifle no. together. It's T-R-E-F-O-I-L. Oh, tr- you're thinking Milfoy? So you're putting that together with a trifle. What? Milf, is that what you're saying? No, it's the Girl Scout cookie. T-R-E-F-O-I-L. Yeah, that's how, I think that's how you spell it. F-O-I-L-E? Yeah, T-R-E-F-O-I-L. That's a cookie? Mm-hmm. Is it I tra- don't know how to say it. Trefoil? Mm, I highly doubt it. Um, so anyways. Well, it's not trefoil. No, I don't I don't think it's trefoil. Trifle, I don't know. Okay, well, it doesn't matter. I'm not a Girl Scout. We got to just move on. I don't know how. We're going to do it. You're going to eat some Tagalongs and move on. Oh, you hate Tagalongs. Samoas. I just never Sam- heard of this cookie. I, I'm writing it down so I can look it up later. I'm not looking it up now, though. Look at me. It's like a shortbread biscuit. Hands are here. Thank oh. you. Oh, it's like my mom. My mom is into those. All right, go ahead. So Derek is 42 years old, but I feel Mm -hmm. he looks a lot older than that. As did I. Okay, good. I'm so glad it's not just me. So he says he's an investment banker. He chats with her on Facebook about college football Mm -hmm. um, because she loves college football. There was a time I pretended to like football so that guys would like me, but they didn't. So I stopped pretending. (laughs) So he said he's been going through a bad divorce and has been in Maui decompressing. And Andrea nods her head with this like look that says rich people problems. <laughs> Am I right? Oh, yeah. She's like, oh, uh-huh. yeah, I have six children. What's that like <laughs> to decompress in Maui? Um, so she, he says, I've just inherited several million dollars and I'm thinking of moving to San Francisco. Hmm. Who tells someone they don't even know on Facebook, I just inherited several million dollars. Really? Who tells people that? I guess everyone on Facebook, don't they? No, but like a scam artist tells people that. Right? It's like a Nigerian prince. Kind of. I would be immediately suspicious if someone said, I've just inherited a few million dollars. I'd be like, oh, that's like, that's beyond a red flag. That's the purple flag. Right. But so I guess because Cindy is so rich herself that she's like, yes, that checks out. Yeah, maybe. That I mean, it might normal. be part of that. I don't know. You and I will never know what that's like. No, we so, won't. Maybe. Um, he says, can I stay in your guest bedroom? No, Because I'm coming to San Francisco. They have never met. They've only been chatting on Facebook. Right. Can I come to San Francisco? I'm going to look at some properties, and I want the vibe of that area, so I don't want to stay in a hotel. And so can I stay in your guest bedroom? And she... I guess does Airbnb, even though she's a millionaire. I don't know why she has to do Airbnb and why she wants strangers in her house, but she thinks nothing of it. She's like, I've had friends stay with me before. It's not a big deal. So fine. I was shocked by that, honestly, because she she clearly states that she lives near the wharf. 
So she lives near the water. So she has a multi-million dollar home. I mean, at the least. And I was like, why would you ever chance that on Airbnb? No, I, someone, I don't understand. Someone could urinate on your walls. <laughs> That's what you do when you rent an Airbnb, right? Don't you sign the contract and urine on your walls? Well, what if like a rock star rents it? Because that's the only people that can afford that Airbnb. And they're like, Oi, I'm going to pee on this lamp. Oh, I hate this lamp. <laughs> they're all Mick Jagger. It's only Mick Anarchy. Jagger. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, but it's weird, right? To come stay with me. Yeah, that's fine. We've never met before. We are casual acquaintances on Facebook. She's Not very even trusting. a friend of a friend like, no, that can vouch for you. So it's, it's shocking. So sh- he says he had built two Ritz Carltons, which I was very confused because I thought he was an investment banker. And I guess that does not mean what I think it means. Or maybe when you're really rich, you dabble in multiple things. Um, you invest in hotels and you're an He's, He said he built re- it. I thought he was the architect. He's not an architect. No, he he's said. an investment banker. I don't know about the world of high fanites. I, I like watching movies about it, but I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I don't either. Maybe he works with the banks that do the financing for these Ritz-Carltons. I don't know. So Anyways. It's, like, it's like very like distant, like a very sort of, I don't know, meta version of I built this, like not physically, but figuratively with my money, with my financial prowess. Yeah. I built this hotel. Yeah. No, he wasn't like a carpenter or anything. So they start hanging out. They're going to dinners and football games, and they take a trip to one of the Ritzes that he built, but just as friends, which is also very weird, because why is she thinking that this, like, when you're rich or you're a rich lady, do you just assume rich guys are okay with you not being romantic with them when they are treating you to extravagant trips and dates? I don't know. I feel like she's pretty vague about it because Andrea specifically asked that leading question, like, and is the relationship progressing? She's like trying to ask that, like in a wink, wink kind of way. And she doesn't really answer. She's like, yes, it had progressed. We weren't like dating. I mean, I think that's a protection thing. I don't think she's telling the truth is what I'm saying. Mm, I thought it didn't really get romantic until New York, but either I don't. I don't, I don't really understand. And I don't, there's a lot of this I don't understand. This is a world we know nothing about. Maybe if Andrea had said bases, we would have. Oh, I need bases. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. did you get to second base? And then she'd be like, interview is over. Thank you. Get out of my beautiful home. <laughs> so um, he invites her on a trip to New York, this really fancy trip. He's going there for business. And they're about to go when Cindy gets a call from Priceline, which i guessing was William Shatner. Because he's the only thing I know about Priceline. He does those commercials. At least he used to. I don't think he does anymore. I think he handed the baton to Hillary Duff or something. So maybe it was maybe it was Hillary on the phone. And she says, Are you traveling with a guy named Derek? And she says, Yeah. And he says, Well, we have to tell you that he's using other people's credit cards and he's in trouble with us. And Derek is there and he overhears the phone call and says, gets on the phone and starts yelling at them that they're mistaking him with this other Derek in the Midwest that owes them money and is using other people's credit cards. And it's all a mistake. And so Cindy believes him and goes on the trip. Like the bags were packed and the cab was outside. So she goes on the trip. The first morning he gets up and he's dressed in a three-piece suit and has contracts and a briefcase like a real businessman boy. 
and mm-hmm. he goes to work or to make these big million dollar deals. Cindy's computer isn't working, so she decides to use his and she finds a bunch of emails from women that he had been meeting on these other dating sites. So, or just dating sites they met on Facebook. So mm-hmm. one is to a Wendy saying, I hope you enjoyed the weekend in Hawaii, which Cindy knew about this trip to Hawaii, but he had told her it was a business trip. And I hope you loved the flowers and the earrings and mm-hmm. and Cindy is Cindy's telling Andrea this and Andrea's like disgusted. And I was like, Andrea, just wait. It's going to get so much worse. <laughs> so Cindy checks her bank statements because she thinks about that call from Priceline. And she finds that a $25,000 line of credit had been taken out and was missing. And he had taken out a credit card in her on her line of credit uh-huh. in his own name. And so his name is now on her credit statement. They had uh-huh. like barely met hung out for like a month and had spent thousands of dollars on this new card and that their trip to New York that he was treating her on was on this card as well. So he comes back from work and she confronts him and he like walks out. So she's flipping out and that's the start. That's the start of our story. Now, when we come back from commercial to continue, did you notice the crazy intro music that was like, boom, boom, Boom. It was like crashing sounds, like oh, t- almost cool. techno or rock. Very Mm-mm. dramatic. The music intern was trying something new and then he got caught and he had to stop. So he's in a band. Yeah, he's like, it's my band's music. This is this is the best gig. We've only been playing weddings so far. So Derek had tapped into Cindy's savings and her 401k. He she had known him for a month. He had stolen two hundred and fifty thousand dollars from her in that month. Ouch. Yeah. He'd hacked into her email. He changed her passwords. So she talks to the local San Francisco PD. And that lady, she points out that it was a female cop, says, honey, I don't think I'm going to be able to get to this for two years. And Cindy's furious, probably because honey is the equivalent of that murderer calling Andrea lady. Um, It's not great. It's dismissive. Yeah. So Cindy decides to become her own detective. She finds the Wendy that was emailed to, the one that went to Hawaii. And Wendy says, I broke up with Derek already, and he didn't steal from me. And Cindy says, well, the flowers and um, the jewelry and all that, that was actually from me. So we're technically dating now because I paid for all of that. So Mm. Cindy speaks to a newspaper, and she posts about him. She's, like, trying to get the word out about him, which is, I think, the smart thing to do. Then we meet a woman named Vanessa. She had dated Derek in the 90s. We're going back in time Mm -hmm. when he was a med student. She had met him when he was wearing a lab coat with his name on it. She'd drop him off at the hospital where all the ladies at reception knew him. So like no red flags. They had dated for a year and a half when one day he said he was going to visit his parents and he just left. He never showed up again. She never heard from him again. He had taken a bracelet that she had, and he had taken two grand. My mom has a very similar story. If we can get her on tape this week, we can might put it on Patreon. A guy stole a bunch of money from her and went to Mexico. (laughs) Sorry. It's not funny. She thinks it's kind of funny now, but it probably was not funny then. So. So um, she, oh, this woman from the 90s, Vanessa, calls his mom which is the only time we ever hear about his mom, really. And she said, where is he? Like, he, we were dating for a year and a half. 
Where's mm-hmm. my money? And the mom is very evasive. Like, yeah. does she know what her son is like, even in the 90s? What's What happens with the mom? Wanted to know more there. 25 years later, on a whim, Vanessa decides to Google this guy. And she discovers Cindy's story in the paper and the Facebook page that Cindy has made. She finds out that Derek was never even a med student, which is crazy because all those ladies at the hospital seem to know him. And he had gone so far as to get a lab jacket with his name. I guess it's pretty easy to get one embroidered with your name on it. Yeah. Also, if he's just walking down the hall wearing his lab coat, where did they meet? Was it just like walking down the hotel of the dorms and he's wearing his lab coat? That seems fishy to me. Yeah, why? (laughs) But if it was maybe the hospital, I don't know. Anyways, I feel like he was wearing it all the time until ladies noticed him. Um, He would like wear it to a restaurant. Yeah, maybe. Try to get a better table. Pickup jacket. This is, feel this, it's boyfriend material. (laughs) Oh my God. That's the worst line ever. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. So there's a full-on network of women that is coming together that he has scammed. Meanwhile, Cindy has been texting him about her money and getting terrible text messages back with the worst typos, not a doctor. And Mm. he says, well, send me a bill and I'll PayPal you the money. And he... Because that's how you PayPal people back that you've scammed, I guess. You're not trusting a check, I guess. She never sees the money, obviously. Cindy's on the phone for hours and days at a time with her banks trying to get her money back. She's being passed from one person to another. I felt this so deeply. I had to call DirecTV three times last week, and I almost popped my stress ball. It was like, that sounds like a euphemism, but it's incredibly frustrating. So I really felt for her, like having to, every day, just spending eight hours a day on the phone, on hold. Wanted to die. So she hires a PI and they find him living, splitting his time between Hawaii and Minnesota. That was kind of weird. It's odd. Like when are when are you in Minnesota? Minnesota's great, I think, in the spring and maybe the fall. Winter and summer are nightmares. So So there's your answer. So in Hawaii, he's going back and forth between Minnesota and Hawaii. He's engaged to a Kimberly. And I was like, nope. Leave Kimberly's alone. We don't have time for your nonsense, con men. We have enough trouble getting people to call us Kimberly and not Kim. The struggle is full-time They called her Kim. They called her Kim and Kimberly, and I would like it to be Set. Which one is it? Set, tell us, and also respect her choices. Mm -hmm. Hashtag respect all women. It respect all Kimberly's or Kim's, whatever you choose. There you go. So, But she's a doctor. How's that make you feel? Like a loser. Okay. Go but ahead. I already did, but now like worse, especially <laughs> since you pointed it out. But is she, is she the very smart, well-educated Kimberly? You're very smart too. I have some education. I just have chosen not to use it well. You do have some education. I don't know. College. But med school's really hard, right? I could have done it. You could have done it. You chose not to, and that makes you the stronger Kimberly. Yes. Choices. Hashtag it's, choices. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. To, th- to throw away your gifts is a bigger <laughs> se- sense of bravery. Say you, no, we say sacrificed your gifts. Yeah. I, ch- I chose to s- prevent the world from benefiting from my gifts, which makes me diabolical. So <laughs> there's, okay, now finally some police are coming on this, on the case. Some cops from Minnesota. 
a man had registered for a room at a hotel in Minnesota at Hotels.com with a declined credit card. And the hotel's trying to get their money. He says, I'll pay with another credit card, but oh my gosh, my luggage is lost. So um, can I get a room anyways, because I'm a doctor um, and his name is Dr. Aldridge. Close, but not the same. Yeah. He says, my office in Hawaii will pay. So then they start getting emails from the chief of cardiovascular surgery in Hawaii, say, sending emails to the hotel saying that they can promise that his bill will be paid. And the Is chief, this, what? Does that work? No, I can't. I think if you're um, white and you seem confident. And bossy? Okay. Yeah. You seem like you might get someone fired if they don't go for it. Then maybe. Because a person at a hotel is not going to risk their job. No, if I was 24 and working at this really fancy hotel in St. Paul, Minneapolis, St. Paul, where my uncle had gotten me a job and a man came in and was like, Mm -hmm. do you, I'm Dr. Aldrich. Yeah, I've stayed here many times. Right. I'm a famous heart surgeon. Son, call your manager. I'd be like, okay, no, 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 I'll take care of you. It's fine. So the chief surgeon signs his emails Mahalo, which is hilarious. As you do. As you do. And Andrea is on top of it right away. She's like doing the finger quotes. She's like, this chief of surgery (laughs) is really obviously Derek. And I was so dumb because I thought it was like, Kimberly related because Kimberly actually was a doctor. So I was like, is it, did did he steal? Like is, I didn't really understand what was happening or was Kimberly under his spell or part of it at this point and vouching for him. I didn't think she was the chief of neurosurgery or something. Oh, you thought that that letter was from her. Kind of. I didn't really Uh. know what I thought, but it, it, I didn't. I don't think that makes you dumb. I think it makes you smart because you saw a little bit ahead actually. So you're fine because you actually put two and two together that she was a doctor in Hawaii. Yeah. So I just thought it was related somehow. Like he had stolen the email of someone she worked with or something. But Andrea right away is like, no. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess Andrea and I are thinking the same thing, that it was him. So he tells the hotel it's a really special weekend because I'm taking my fiance to a Bruno Mars concert and her sister and her niece and my niece or her sister and niece, whatever, they're coming along. And you know what? If we could have a second room, that would be great since there's four of us. And the hotel just gave it to him like Uptown Funk is going to give it to you. They just gave him that hotel room. And so now he has four rooms in which he's charging restaurants. He's charging $18 worth of pretzels and the minibar. Again, like I think if you are act like rich, they just, okay. So he charges $1,900 at this hotel and then he disappears. And (laughs) Andrea says it's like the hotel version of Dine and Dash, um, which sounds... Dine and Dash to me sounds like the new Food Network challenge show. Do you know what Dine and Dash is? Yes, of course. But, but it definitely could be. Yeah. That's like a good and point. Guy Fieri is the host. No. It's gotta be he, someone. Ho- he hosts that um new that one where they're in, it's like supermarket sweep. Yeah, it could be him. I feel like it also could be um there's a new guy named Jason. Have you seen Jason? He's Southern. He won the next great whatever. The, the next great food star or whatever they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like he might be able to do it. He's fun. Mm, okay. You got to be high energy, right? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. do. Yeah. Like I know. Guy. It's probably going to be Guy Fieri. I don't know what I'm trying to 
he's going to have all the chops. So <laughs> when the cop tries to find Derek, he finds him by Derek is doing the exact same thing at another hotel in the area. And no, no. They make it seem like he's doing the exact same thing at another same kind of hotel in the area. He's doing the exact same thing at the Best Western Country Inn, which was so confusing to me. Because I was like, wait, so we didn't go to another nice hotel. Wouldn't Kimberly notice that all of a sudden you're at the best Western Comfort Inn as opposed to the hotel that the president has stayed at? Like maybe it's a maybe she's not with him anymore at that time. Good point. And he's only needs to protect. He only needs to impress her when she's there. Then the rest of the time he saves money. Well, he's not spending any money. So I don't really know what the issue is. He's not really spending any money. But the reason they figure this out is because the two hotel managers are friends with each other and they gossip like nosy neighbors, which I thought was really funny. Also is the one that's the manager of the best Western country in whatever jealous of the one that is the manager at the really fancy shishi hotel. I am a little worried we have a city mouse, country mouse kind of situation. Um, yeah. And they're not really friends, but more like frenemies, like oh. competing a little bit. Yeah. Um, but we'll they, see. They came up the, in the hospitality world at the same time. Right. And then one got this great job because they sabotaged the other one's interview by like drowsing them with Benadryl. And so they missed their interview. And then they were like on time, like, well, in the hospitality industry, you got to be here bright and early. It can't be that because they wouldn't still be friends. They wouldn't still be chatting. He doesn't know. He just thinks he overslept. They had dinner the night before and he put something in his drink and he does not know. He's like, I don't know what happened. I missed the biggest shot of my career. And he talks about it all the time, too. He's like, man, I could have been there with you. We could have been here together running this place. Mm -hmm. And the friend is like. Just shrugs. Yeah. I don't know what to say, man. You blew it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. See, and the guilt would be eating me alive like the telltale heart. Like I would hear the clock ticking, the heartbeat. I mean. Brandon doesn't care. Brandon does not care. Yeah, you blew it. Sorry, you shouldn't have overslept. And Brandon also goes by Brendan when he's at the hotel. He like switched the letter on purpose in his name tag because he thinks it makes him sound European. Okay. I hate Brendan. So the cops go and they arrest Derek. In the interrogation room, the detective says, you're not a doctor, but you purported to yourself to be one. (laughs) And Derek says, I I never reported myself to be a doctor. And I was like, damn it, Derek. He clearly said purported. And now your whole scheme is falling apart. Get your act together. It's purported, not reported. You're supposed to be smart. Sound like a doctor. So Derek says, I don't know a chief of surgery in Hawaii. I don't know why they would be emailing saying they're going to cover my bill at the hotel. That, And then he says, well, maybe Kim. And I was like, I thought it was Kimberly Dateline. Don't do this to me. Maybe Kim did it. And so he's kind of trying to throw her under the bus. Like she has something to do with it. He's totally trying to throw her under the bus. That's why I think you're smart ahead of your time because he was kind of thinking ahead. Like, because he could totally use that. It sounded believable in the interview. And he's like, well, she, I mean, she's the doctor in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. Now, the police talk to Kim slash Kimberly, and she says, see, and this just, I feel like just happened, so I don't think it's been that much time, so that's why I think he broke up with her and went to the other hotel, because she she says now Derek has destroyed her life at this point. She's already done with him, and it's been just, I don't know how much time has passed. No, you're right, and she's mad in the video. 
Remember, they see you see her in the hotel and they're in the business center and they're clearly arguing. She's like coming in and like says something really fast and walks out. So, all right. So he's she says to the police, he's destroyed my life very much the way he did with Cindy. He she he took her money. He went into her emails. He even blocked her parents phone calls so she they couldn't get in touch with her. It's like really sick. So but he, uh, for some reason, he's not charged with anything regarding stealing from Kim. But hmm. f- for the hotel, he is. Th- again, this is one of many thousands of times this case is like falls through the cracks and no one seems to care. But I think you can't. It's really hard to prove, they said. It's, a, I think, a case of he said, she said, because people think, um, well, maybe she, she gave you permission to spend all that money or she gave you permission to... You know, but there's clearly a bunch of women now. So let's get our act together, guys. Come on. Right. They just can't figure that out. And they're not going to take the time it takes to call the other places. They're not going to research him. They're just going to be like, oh, no, she said that. But, you know, she's she's mad at him for X, Y and Z. And he's going to make up a story like, you know, I slept with her cousin or something. He's going to make something up like and make her seem like a hysterical woman. Yes. One hundred percent. So. Cindy hears about this situation and she Mm -hmm. gets in contact with, she lives in San Francisco. She gets in contact with the Minnesota police and says, I'm telling you before he, well, before he's sentenced, don't let him go free. Keep him in jail because he will run. You don't understand. And they actually listen to her, but the judge gets him, lets him go on bail before the sentencing and he skips town. So, but who posted his bail? That's what I didn't understand. I don't know how the money came about that his bail got posted. Oh, good point. Bruno Bruno Mars? Does he actually maybe know Bruno Mars? He didn't want him to be locked out of heaven. Who would? (laughs) You know, Bruno Mars would take a grenade for Derek. And (laughs) so a warrant is now out for him, but he's full-time scamming. A woman calls Cindy and says, my daughter Diane is dating Derek. This girl Diane met him on Match.com. He is a lawyer now. He goes through those careers. He takes the bar. He takes the Diane or Joanne? Oh, it might be Joanne. Joanne. So, um, so he he's now a lawyer, and um, so we've had um, invest businessman like investment banker. Mm-hmm. med doctor and we've had lawyer and i felt like um you know all the jobs you think there are when you're a kid like in the game of life you know you think there's there's like 10 jobs that you can pick if the teacher says what do you want to be when you can grow up right and he's just going through them and and then i thought he hasn't hit fireman or teacher yet but i thought that and i even wrote it down and then later it's like we're full on. Oh. We, sh- we, I share Derek's insides. I'm like, worried about, I'm worried about this. I don't feel like you should have a connection with a con man. <laughs> so the girl is um, religious and now so is Derek. It's oh. like that um, girl with the oleander poisoning from um, something sweet. And you remember she was dating a cowboy guy. So then she had a cowboy sticker on her car and then she he liked jesus so suddenly she had a jesus fish on her car and like she had one of those bins from michael's with all her props and bumper stickers that corresponded to each liking so that's kind of what derek does and he also changes his name slightly each time so with this new girl it's derek all a rad 
instead of Alred or Aldred. I think it was Aldred, Alarad, Aldridge. So she actually goes to his office where he says he's a lawyer and he has a nameplate on the door with his name on it. And he even has a secretary that answers the phone. And that brings me back to the ladies at the hospital that knew him. So he, I can't understand if he's just charming everyone and convincing them to go along with things or if he's paying people these short-time temp jobs just to fabricate his ruse or if he has like one lady that's traveling with him that's helping him propagate the whole thing. It's or if just, it's his mom. Or Oh, I thought that too. I did okay. think that too. Um, so he has taken this woman to Hawaii. This dude likes Hawaii as much as Lori Vallow does yeah. from Where Are the Children? Yeah. He opens up a credit card in this new girl's name. He charges $14,000 on it. Ugh. Yeah. Which is like to, I feel like he, it's almost like he's proportionally stealing what these women can afford, but that might be giving him too much credit. No, like, he, he is. He's not, no, he's not stealing what they can afford because this is all putting them. It's all bankrupting them. He's but, taking as much as he can. So it is what they can afford because she, he can't take 200000 from this girl because she doesn't have it. He's right. taking the maximum her credit card will allow him to take. Right. And with um, Cindy, it was also her 401k he was borrowing from. Correct. And so he's going to take the maximum he can get as fast as he can. Right. Yeah. But I mean, for an average person, 14000 would bankrupt you. Like you're I mean, you're in debt for a long, long time with that. It money. would be so, unbelievably difficult. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Diane or Joanne, whichever. Joanne. Joanne calls the Minnesota police. She's transferred to Deputy Sheriff Paul Meskin, who is a fugitive hunter, which yes. kills, I love, but normally yes. violent criminals. But he finds Derek to be a parasite. Love so, that word. Yep. So he's going to go after him and work the case. Good. He decides to have Joanne activate her credit card that she has since canceled to see if he starts spending on it again so they can find him. And on the credit card, he buys a ticket leaving St. Paul. And well, why would he do that? Did he never know it was deactivated? It, or did he think she activated it by mistake? I think it is pretty hmm. dumb of him that it seems like that you're falling for the trap. But hmm. maybe he didn't know the police were involved. So I, maybe I, he also didn't have enough cards at that time because it seems mm -hmm. like throughout this episode, he's working multiple cards at multiple times, right? Right. So maybe yeah. at this point in time, for some reason, he only had her card. So he was desperate because he had to buy a ticket, right? And he clearly does not have any cards of his own. And another way that we might think that he's desperate is he's taking the train now. Instead of like flying to Hawaii, he's now taking the train around Minnesota. The Amtrak home to mom. Yeah. So Andrea is now on the train deck in St. Paul. Gorgeous. The light is shining behind yes. her. And she's wearing her puffy coat, which is somehow slimming on her, yes. which is just mind boggling. And I know I, I haven't talked to my dad yet, but he's going to flip out because he'll be like, that's my town. My girlfriend is in my hometown. And I'll be like, that's <laughs> disgusting. Don't call her your girlfriend. Um, so the takedown team briefs everyone up, which I was delighted by. The takedown team and briefs everyone up because I felt like I was learning lingo left and right. And good. they're ready to go on the train tracks. But Derek doesn't show. Few day, they're like um, Geraldo Rivera when they he opened um, Jimmy Hoffa's lair and there was nothing in it. Wasn't it Al Capone's fault? Al Capone's fault. Okay. 
You almost what did got I say? there. Yeah. Jimmy Hoffa's lair. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a vampire's lair. Yeah. So a few days later, he uses the card again for another train trip, this one mm-hmm. to Portland. And because the dream of the 90s are alive there. there and But they're not talking at this point. Him and Joanne are not speaking. Correct. He's just using her card and hoping. Okay. Yeah, it's I don't very know. strange. Yeah. So um, they contact the Portland police who arrest him the second he steps off the train in Portland. Yeah. And which I love. It like fills my heart with so much joy when inter police work with each other. Even police who have no vested interest in the case whatsoever. They just do it because they're like, sure, you need something. We're there. You know, exactly. I love it. So um, they arrest Eric and Andrea says bingo, which yeah. led me to believe do we all now get bingo for the week? Because she's said bingo. Oh, I think that's fair. If someone actually says bingo in the episode, everyone gets a bingo. I think this everyone is, gets a bingo. This is a free pass week. Yeah, yeah. Thank I hope you, you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. So there's no prizes, by the way. So he's charged with the hotel thing and the failure to appear because he did skip bail, but mm-hmm. nothing else. It's very infuriating. He yeah. gets 15 months. So Cindy is peeved she's royally ticked and for the next year that he's in jail she's trying to get the san francisco police to charge him but they have zero interest in doing so i'm guessing because they're too busy playing best fiends which again i understand in our last ad for best fiends i was on level 60 um i'm now on level 143 so basically i feel like i've accomplished a lot um, at least a lot more than the detectives in this case so far. I have done something with my life, mom and dad, level 143. But then I found out that our listener, Melissa G from Twitter, is on level 1141. And at that point, I crawled into the covers and cried briefly. And then I stood up and shook it off and I kept on fighting because it's about the journey and not the destination. There the you best go. fiends. Best Fiends is the perfect mobile puzzle game for true crime lovers who need to perhaps take a break from all the murder and extreme catfishing and lackadaisical police with a matching game with cute little bugs. For me, it's the perfect match game because it's challenging, but also I don't get stressed out about it because there's no clock ticking down, which always makes me feel like MacGruber and like I'm about to explode. It doesn't require internet to play, so it's great for playing when you're out and about, which means that I was able to play last week while I was waiting in line to vote for almost two hours, and Uh it didn't drain my battery. And without that game, I would have become so agitated that when I finally reached the polls, I would have done a write-in vote for Voldemort or something because I was just so agitated. So you're welcome, America. Best Fiends really saved us. (laughs) Best Fiends has these great characters and even though they're bugs and I don't generally like bugs, they're really cute and they're like have great personalities and you collect them all and you use different ones for different levels because they have different skills. It's kind of hard to explain, but when you see it, like you'll get what I'm talking about. So you can engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile game is a must play download best fiends free on the apple app store or google play that's 
friends without the R, best fiends. Also, if you downloaded people on Twitter that downloaded it last time, have been telling me what level they're on and it's really fun so we can compare and see what characters we have. Um, a bunch of people have already started playing and they are letting me know where they're at. And it's fun to compare yourself to other people and feel better than the ones that are stuck on level 30. And I'm on level 143. I don't know if I mentioned it. Did I? Yeah. And Melissa G is at 1000. You're proud. It's okay. It's really all I have in my life right now is the level that I'm on on Best Fiends. The thing is, when you beat a really hard level that you've been on for a long time or you get a new character, it's like really exciting. No, I love those games. That's the best kind of game. So thank you, Best Fiends. Everyone download and try it and let me know how you're loving it. Thank Um, you, Best Fiends. Yay. So Derek gets out of jail in 15 months or whatever, and he's at it again. And Andrea says to Cindy, she's super animated at this point, and she says, were you just like, oh, and she's shaking her fist? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, our next lady on the scam docket is Missy Brand, a flight attendant from St. Paul. She met him on a dating site. He was Richie Peterson at that time, which sounds super fake to me. Also grown men. I don't know. Richie. I don't know how I yeah, feel I about that. No, I don't like that. Uh, he says he's a former Navy SEAL now. He sweeps her off her feet with four dozen roses for her. And then later, four dozen roses for her daughters. Ladies, that's not romantic. That's weird. Each one of those red roses for your daughters is a giant red flag. And there are four dozen of them. I don't know. The flowers don't seem that excessive to me. Flowers are definitely something that I feel like men do because they think women like it. So they do it a lot and early in the relationship. The fact that he would get the daughter's flowers would make he's smart because it makes him seem more thoughtful because of course he's going to give her flowers usually that's something that happens early four dozen that he's trying to show that he has money and that money's no object it's actually kind of it's not that bad because missy doesn't seem like no dummy excuse my terrible vernacular but like she doesn't i don't think she was i don't feel like she was duped i i mean she was definitely duped but i don't feel like she saw that particular thing as a red flag. I would have seen the next thing that you're going to talk about as a red flag, though. Okay, so continuing with, like, the Prince Charming thing, um, he buys her a boat. Yeah, that's the one. They've that's just the, started dating. That's the pirate flag. Yeah, that's the thing that I would be like, hmm. Now, this is coming from someone like me who just learned that fairy tales aren't real when Harry married Meghan instead of me. Mm. And part of me thinks that he might come around still. But this, so this is coming from me and I wanted to scream at these ladies like, it's a pyramid scheme, honey, or whatever that quote is. Like, but I understand that when you're in the situation and you're not, you're actively avoiding looking at certain things because you. But I don't think that I think that you and I think about these things a little little differently. I don't think the flowers are a red flag. I don't. I think that like all like the boat and everything. But the thing is, I think he's pretty good. I don't think any of these women are stupid. None of them seem so. And none of them actually seem particularly super trusting. I think that they're mad because they're I think they're extra upset. Because they're usually cautious. 
Right. And so the fact that he got through that caution means that he's very good. I am totally willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. People on Twitter were not. But why? Because they found the roses really weird. Why? Because it's way too much too soon. And it's way weird that he's giving four dozen roses to your daughters. I think the problem is, is that if she has two daughters, two dozen roses is not that many roses. It's about this big. It's not that many roses. So like giving a bouquet to your mom and a bouquet to the two girls, it's like a decent sized bouquet for all three. He's trying to win over the daughters. I don't know if I would, but I don't know if I would see that as a red flag. Like if my mom's boyfriend, the boat, yes, it's too big. It's too early. You don't know what his finances are. It's too early. Yeah. For like, that's huge, right? What, yeah. And it seems like also, like, why did he buy the boat? He bought it. He said he bought it for them or he really bought it for him. Uh, he makes it sound like it's for them. That's and, weird. That would yeah. scare me. I'd be scared of the boat. I wouldn't be scared of the flowers. I wonder why Twitter was scared of the flowers. Well, maybe I'm just like very naive too. I could, it could be that. Could um, be that. But also, 2020 is hindsight, and we're armchair quarter, armchair quarterbacking because we know. But so we don't know what we would do in this situation. But regardless, they spend four months together. She falls for him, but then he started being shady. He'd go missing, but he always had an excuse to where he was, and he's always getting injured or like war injuries are causing him pain so they have to go to the er a lot where he'd get pain medicine this is the first time we're hearing about that no that's a black flag yeah so one day she snoops in his wallet because she's really getting suspicious and she sees the name on the id isn't his so she waits until he leaves her place acts like everything's normal and once he's gone she texts him we're done and i was like thank god Missy, you don't confront them in person if you don't really know what they're capable of. She's smart. Oh, I did not at all think any of these ladies were dumb. They just fell for some crap. Stuff. Yeah. But But this guy is apparently really, really good. Another one more thing. Um, Would you have taken the wallet? What do you mean? Like kept it? Yeah, to take it to the police. Would you have taken a picture I may have taken a picture. I may have taken a picture. I don't think I would take it because he might have asked where it was before he left. But he wasn't there. She left. She could have just left with it, gone to the police with the wallet. No, I think she, yeah, I could maybe would have taken a picture. I don't know what a picture of his ID proves. He told you another name, but that's not, what are you going to, the police are going to do with that information? Um, Well, maybe if he's buying a boat with another name and doing all these things with another name, you could like start to piece that together and then take it to the police yourself. Yeah, maybe. And be like, this man is living under an assumed identity and I don't know why. And then the police are not going to care because they're on Best Fiends level 877 or something. And then (sighs) you are another woman who has put yourself out there only to be not taken seriously. Man, that and sucks. Okay. I know. It's so yeah. frustrating. Mm-hmm. So Missy Googles the name on the credit card that she found in the wallet. Very smart. And she finds um, 
Oh, it was a woman's. She also found a credit card with the woman's name in it as well. She found two women's credit cards and his ID. His yeah. ID. Yeah. So she Googles the name of the woman and it's Linda. She realized that this Linda lives nearby and she messages her online. She's able to find her and says, hey, we're both dating the same man. And Linda contacts her kind of afraid and is writing her and saying, well, he's home right now. What am I supposed to do? It's like the call is coming from inside the house. And he comes upstairs and I'm picturing like her being terrified. He's walking upstairs really slowly. And you're like, don't know if he's seeing your messages online. And he says, I need you to take me to the hospital because I need more pain meds. So she takes him to the hospital, but then just leaves him there and goes and calls the police. And very smart. And he's taken in for questioning. I also love it that Linda immediately believed. 100%. Uh-huh. That was good. Now, that's not always, that doesn't always happen. That no, I feel like there me. had already been other things making her uncomfortable. And then, yeah. So later that night, a box comes to Linda's house. And it's a delivery gift from another woman saying, feel better to Derek. I don't know how this man has the energy to scam three women at the same time. I barely check my email anymore, but I know how he does. I want you to think about it. Drugs. So Missy gets the address from Linda that's Mm -hmm. on this package. There's a return Mm -hmm. address. So she gets the lady's address and she goes to the lady's house. This is like the middle of the night, but the lady's not there. She leaves a post-it that says like, Hey, girl, hey, we're all seeing the same guy. Call me. My name's Missy. I'm glad she did, though. That's do what you got to do. Love your azaleas because people in Minnesota are notoriously nice. So Missy's like a boss. I really did thought she was. And she has like a um, Tina Belcher kind of haircut. She does. I really liked it. I dug it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So Derek took this third girl's jewelry He didn't seem to take anything from Missy, but Linda lost $385,000 in six months. So it's insane. And now we see her. She's being interviewed by an NBC affiliate in Minnesota. And so it's like Minnesota's version of Andrea Canning. And it's a little confusing. Like, why is Linda sitting down with Bizarro World Andrea Canning? And then Bizarro World Andrea Canning sits down with Andrea Canning herself. And it was a little mind explosion. So this was a scheduling issue, we're guessing? I'm guessing Linda maybe didn't want to appear on Dateline because she had already been interviewed at the time. On... Oh, okay, I understand. Maybe you're right. Maybe they she didn't have, Andrea was already gone at that time or like had, wasn't in Minnesota anymore or something. You could be totally right. So Linda's life was so destroyed that she lost her home and- Ugh. Also, she was being looked at like the boat people were after her because he had bought the boat in her name and all of the um, the deck, uh, not deck, dock um, fees, the dock slips that you have to pay monthly to stay at that dock. Those were all in her name and those checks were all bouncing. So the boat people are coming after her. Um, How awful is that? It's horrible. So she's like in danger of going to jail for like defrauding on, well, not jail, but like getting charges pressed against her. Yeah. She's also like sleeping on a friend's couch, homeless. Yeah. He took everything. Yeah. So police release him, barring further investigation. Great. Perfect. He's already fled um, jump bail 
just I don't understand why they didn't just charge him for like jaywalking or something just to save you a little bit of time because they don't know any of the backstory all of their hearing is what's right here in front of them right now and it's so frustrating because it's just but like can't, if you go in the computer wouldn't you see he previously jumped bail this is where i have the problem is i feel like this is a thing where it's like 10 more minutes 10 more minutes just just hang out for a second because something is wrong here and then we finally get someone who gets it later but like, come on. Yeah, it's so frustrating. So Cindy knows that there's more to the story. She yeah. knows that because she's been the head detective on this. She's the lead detective on this case. And she she's the Marishka. And so she knows that he had been dressing like a firefighter back in 2005. So now we're jumping back in time again. He was going to hospitals for fake injuries from his firefighting duties to get pain meds. And at that time in 2005, this real firefighters investigator guy is investigating and he sees right away what's happening. Like right. he gets it. He follows um, Derek and he finds out that he's visiting up to five pharmacies in a day. He's using wow. fake names. He's using fake social securities, fake workman's comp forms to get pain meds. So he arrests Derek at gunpoint, which I loved. And I was also like, why is this firefighter investigator frauds guy taking this more seriously than like everyone else? Okay. Um Derek says to the firefighter investigator guy, I'm addicted to pills. And yes, I do use some different aliases, but I definitely don't use the aliases to scam for more pills. Not at all. Like, what? Yeah, doesn't make a lot of sense. And the investigator shakes his hand. He says, let me shake your hand. And he says, you're the best liar I've ever seen. No, I mean it. Like, you're the best. Like, tell me you're the best. Come on, buddy, you prop yourself up. And he praises him. And because Derek's a full-on narcissist, yep. it works. And he starts to admit the stuff that he's doing. He says that the social security numbers he gets, he just randomly makes up numbers. Like when you're trying to give a guy a fake phone number. The investigator says that he loves to feel smarter than everyone else. So he yeah. tries to make him feel smarter. And in turn, Derek tells the investigator he's the first guy to catch him in 19 years. And he's able to charge him with a bunch of felonies, but he only gets one year in jail and three years of probation. So, and this is back in 2005. He goes on to scam all these women that we've been talking to. So it's now 2016 and it's after Cindy and those women in Minnesota. He's now conning a woman in Arizona. Cindy thinks this is the 16th woman that she's aware of, but there's probably a lot more. Yeah. He scams this woman in Arizona, and then he skips town again. He goes to Las Vegas, and he meets Kelly Patterson. He tells her he's a Navy fighter pilot. It's, yeah. it's every profession you think of as a kid. I'm going to be mm -hmm. a pilot, a doctor, mm -hmm. a fireman, and next is going to be a vet. Mm -hmm. Like Anything that there's like a kit on that you can put like a Lego set or something, he's Correct. like, that's what I'm going to do. Construction. Yeah. Or a village person. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Yeah. Next is going to be stay-at-home mom. Yep. And it'll be like, I don't know how he's going to pull that off, but he's going to try to make it work. Yeah, so they fall in love, him and Kelly, and he moves into her house. He splurges on her these gifts. He gets them into a membership at a golf club where Andrea asks Kelly 
isn't that the golf club where O.J. Simpson plays? And Kelly acts like she's not sure, but I feel like you know. Like, everyone at that club talks about it. If you're signing up for the club, you talk about it. Everyone in town talks about this is the club where O.J. plays at. Then she did a very convincing I don't know, because I bought it. She was like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. It, I felt like it was better than that. I feel it was like, does he? I felt maybe. it was... Oh, okay. I think to... she said. I think she said maybe after. So she was like, "Does he? Oh, yeah, maybe. I think he does. I think that's what she said. She goes, "I think maybe he does." All right, there we go. Okay, <laughs> you're doing your best. You've been through a lot, Kelly. We're it's not okay. accusing you of being on OJ's side or anything, like being best friends with him. So, Kelly's daughter says to her this brilliant quote about this wonderful man that she's dating who's Prince Charming. Oh, and this is where the perfect guy comes in. So the daughter says, um, he's either the perfect guy or you're going to wind up on Dateline one day. And Andrea is so giddy at this. And she's like, and here you are. <laughs> like, we Andrea's did it. reaction is adorable. It it's is. really cute. She's like, you're here. Yeah, it's so cute. Yeah. Also, why are the children on both Dateline and 90 Day Fiance more suspicious than the parents? Always. I don't know. Um, I don't know, because I think when you're in it, you're just in that zone, right? But that's your job as a child or a best friend or a sister or right. a dad or whatever. So Kelly's dad is also suspicious. He gets the whole family involved and they're looking him up online and they call Kelly and they say, we found out this stuff about him. He's a total fraud. Kelly says to Andrea, but I had to go home to him that night. This is where I was like, why do you have to go home? So Kelly goes home that night, pretends like everything's fine, but he notices something's off with her. They go to bed, and the second he falls asleep, she grabs basically a bug-out bag and then flees. Oof. And she jumps in her car, and as she's backing out, he's standing there at the doorway, which is like a full-on horror movie. Yeah, that's And then scary. she squeals off, and she said his face, he looked furious. But I don't get why she had to go home. Like, what was in that she had to collect that was so valuable. Um, medications, I just, I, I don't really understand. Why she had to go home at all? Yeah. If she was planning to go home and wait till he falls asleep to grab a bag of her yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think she wanted a bag of her stuff. I guess, but I would be too, like, everything's replaceable. Even medication is replaceable in case of an emergency. Like, you don't, don't know what this know. man's capable of. I don't, I don't know. Um... But again, I, I'm not in that situation. Yeah, I'm not sure. It didn't strike me as odd that she went home. But okay, I didn't think about it like just, that. Just to fake it for like an hour. It could have been something for her daughters. I mean, it could have been something else. Yeah, something sentimental that she wanted to get her hands on or something. Or maybe she wasn't, she was just going to stay until something happened and then she decided to leave. But she could have had really important papers and stuff that she really wouldn't want him to get her, his hands on without her in the house. There could be a lot of stuff there that's really valuable. She could have a safe there. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't know. That's true. Um, so he had bought her a $50,000 Mercedes mm -hmm. and apparently they had driven it off the lot without him paying anything because... Wow. You're white and you act like you belong there. They give you what you want, I guess. The bill at the golf club was over $20,000 and they were calling for payments because they had not gotten any. Um, so he's just, I just don't, the conf, Lord, give me the confidence of mediocre white man. 
So Kelly's dad is also, I guess, was in the Navy, I think Dateline producer said. Um, so he's especially upset that he's pretending to be part of the military. And you so, could tell right away that he wasn't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So he goes to NCIS because he's been pretending to be military. And I was like, please bring on Mark Harmon. I need Mark <laughs> Harmon to save the day. But guess what? Mark doesn't happen. Nothing happens because like nothing ever happens in this case. And right. at this point, I'm getting so frustrated that I need to take a break and call my therapist. Yes. If you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed because your boyfriend has never sent you four dozen roses, taking you to Hawaii or bought you a boat, but also he's a decent guy who only goes by the name on his birth certificate. So give him a chance. He might not be so bad, but we have an offer that might help with your issues. BetterHelp offers counseling with a licensed therapist within the privacy and safe space of your own home. You can confidentially text, chat, phone, or video with a counselor. BetterHelp has counselors that are specialized in anxiety, depression, sleeping problems. You've been scammed by a fake Navy SEAL and you've never seen Bruno Mars in concert. BetterHelp has therapists that can help you deal with all those issues. If you don't like your counselor for any reason, you can switch at no additional charge. It's very affordable and our listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code DATELINE. So go to betterhelp.com forward slash dateline you fill out a questionnaire they pair you with a counselor it's really really easy it doesn't take a lot of time and it's way easier than finding a therapist that you have to take a couple hours out of your day every week to go drive to their office it really makes it very easy and accessible for everyone they can't help you get into oj simpson's golf club but they can get your heart to be a hole in one and make it whole W-H-O-L-E, whole. So get you some better help. Dot com forward slash dateline. <laughs> Thank you, better help. So Thank you, better help. Lester says there's going to be another girl coming. And this time, Derek has met his match, which I was a little confused because I felt like in the preview, they had said the same thing about Cindy and also maybe Missy. I feel like each woman is doing something to break away at the iceberg that is Derek's facade. I agree with that. So I don't think there's necessarily one that is going to be like, he's finally met his, this is the one that no, takes him down. No, there isn't like a Neo. They're all like mini Neos. They yeah. are all Neo. The new victim is Dory. Cute as a button name. I'm obsessed. Yeah. She's from Dallas. And she reaches out to Cindy online. She's read all the posts about him. She met Derek when he was dressing up in a Navy uniform and saying that he was a veteran. On their first date, he took her to a ball game, but there weren't tickets for him. And he is saying, I'm in the Navy. Can't you see I'm in the Navy? He's showing them like an ID. And he says, Colonel so-and-so left tickets for me. And he argues with the guy for like five minutes until the guy finally just gives him tickets to the game because we don't understand how this is happening. Um, but customer service is you're trained to do that. If they're getting that belligerent and it's like maybe they are who they say they are, you kind of just cave because the customer's always right, I guess. Um, but he also doesn't flounder or get nervous. He, he, he keeps going. He's not embarrassed to make a scene. He right. keeps going with this confidence and he knows I'm not going to back down from my lie. So you're going to give me what I want. So the question is, isn't that, I don't know. I feel like 
I feel like that is the immediate thing that the person that gave you the ticket would then go and Google whoever this colonel is that you're saying did it and do some research and then come and get you in your seat and be like, there's no such person. You have to go. I'd be too scared. I mean, I guess you could bring security with you. Right. I don't know. Or maybe this colonel, colonels don't necessarily have like a web presence. They're, you know. I think you could get a phone number. Yeah, maybe. Or just see that no one... I mean, I think I'm sure the ranking of the Navy is listed online. That's true. Admiral this and Colonel that. I work in a theater and at least once a show, someone thinks someone left tickets for them that were not there. So you like it constantly happens. So I don't even know if they even thought about it for that much. But Um, how mean are you when the tickets are not there? Are you firm? No, I usually give in or I say we're going to make it work somehow. We'll figure it out. Oh, see, Uh, you're the person, too. Like You're being conned. No, because I'm like, I don't necessarily let them in for free. I usually am like, can you call the person? Do you have an email confirmation? Did they send you an email confirmation? Like, Do you, when they show up to try to get in for free, telling you that so-and-so left them tickets, are they holding four dozen roses? (laughs) And a boat. And a teddy bear holding a heart. During the game, the baseball game, he gets a call from the Pentagon needing urgent help with North Korea. Red flag, black flag, silver flag. Well, yeah, whatever's the most. Maroon. Like sequined gold holographic flag. Yeah, Glitter on it, like Mm -hmm. the shoes from Kinky Boots. Just sparkly red flag. So, With, like, confetti shooting off of it. Yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. The, and the confetti spells out scam, Yeah, <laughs> like, as it goes flying. So go. Dory, though, is falling for it because she sees his uniforms and his medals. He sends her photos of him up in a plane where he's planning missions for North Korea. And she sees that he has a flight uniform and they show the helmet. He has, like, a flight helmet. So she admits that something was going on in her gut, but she didn't listen to it, which is basically the moral of this whole story is like, listen to your gut. One day on her iPad, she's trying to log in, but someone else has logged into Facebook and she sees the photo is of her guy, but it's the wrong name. So she's still going under rich, rich Taylor or whatever. Okay. So she, she sees this, um, fake name or this name that is real, but she thinks it's fake. And um, Derek, and she Googles his name and she finds out about Cindy and she finds out everything. Basically, he just didn't log out when he was signed in on her iPad, which is like the dumbest way to get caught, right? Such a mistake. Well, that's drugs, right? That's a basic mistake. That's like, he probably was like, rookie mistake, Derek. Yeah. Or whatever he calls himself. Bro, I don't know. So... D-man, he's D-bag, so big D. So Dory gets up and she goes and gets her gun. This is another, like, I would have just left. But she's sitting on her bed with her gun and her dog on his leash, like, ready to go, I think. Dogs, uh, dogs, Dogs plural, which I can only assume are Rottweilers. They better be, but also I was like, let the dogs go. Don't make that, just leave with them. It's fine. Um, And also- if he comes back and you're prepared for him to come back, what, are you going to shoot him? Like, then you go to jail. What's... I do kind of want her to sick the dogs on him. 
Yeah, is that not right? I do then, kind of want that. I was hoping that would happen. Of course, but then he goes to then she goes to jail and her dogs get put down. Like the what's the end game here? I don't think there's a stand your ground law there, so she's she's going to uh, get arrested. I'm sorry, you don't think there's a stand your ground law in Texas? Oh, she was in Texas. Sorry. She's I thought in she Dallas. was in Minnesota. No, she's in Dallas. Well, so she's but still you still got to go to court and fight it. Yeah, I think the court'll be okay with her shooting the con man. <laughs> I feel like Texas court's going to be like, we understand. But he hadn't threatened her at any point. He was just stealing from her. Like, well, I don't know. I think me. I, OK, I'm sorry. And I think you and I read the situation totally different. I assuming I was assuming that she was going to try to get him to talk. Tell me everything right now and give me my money back. I was thinking it was more of a threat than a, I'm going to kill you before you kill me. I guess I don't I wouldn't just take it upon myself to do that i would be too scared but i'm not the person that has a gun so maybe i I'm thought a- it was gutsy i was like she's a she's like annie oakley dory get your gun okay that's true yeah i guess i just think differently i would have just gone to a hotel or to stay at a friend's house like immediately if Man. he was possibly going to come home or if he had a key to your house i would be like i'm not confronting this man i feel so- like there was a confrontation that she was ready to have yeah, I know. I'm yeah. just not that person. I would rather I be safe. So she finds out that he has drained her savings and charged her credit cards. She calls the police and she gets Kelly Hunt, our new MVP. Yes. And she can be part of our squad anytime. Anytime. She, she's going to finally make sure that he doesn't get away with it. Finally. Finally. And Thank God. Where have you been? I was like... So relieved. And also, Texas, I might take you off our bingo cards just for this because Kelly is really stepping it up. And don't let me down, Kelly. Mark Harmon has already let me down. I can't take it if Kelly lets me down, too. But Do you want me to call her? Texas, I'm pretty proud of you. You've done good, Texas. You've done good. Uh, so Kelly Hunt goes to the banks that he frequented. They all knew him. All the bank tellers know him. They can pick him out of a lineup. So yeah. that's enough to charge him with something. Again, anybody else at any cop sanction could have done this, but they did not care to, or they did not have the manpower. They were too busy looking at murders, whatever. I'm sure there's lots of reasons, not just they don't care. But Maybe still, if they had a little more woman power. Uh, oh. There you go. Mm-hmm. So she, Dory is helping Kelly by gathering up all the uniforms and badges that he's hidden all around her house, like a squirrel or something, like in the back of her closets and stuff. So he had an NCIS badge and they show it to NCIS. And the NCIS guy is, cannot understand like that it's fake. He is comparing it to his own badge and he can't believe it. And so now the NCIS cares. And I was like, you didn't care before. Do you watch NCIS? No, I don't. But I do love Mark Harmon. Did you know what NCIS stood for? Yes. I don't know who Mark Harmon is. This is why I'm not reacting to you keep saying that. I'm really <sighs> sorry. I know that's going to that's gonna bust your bun, isn't it? I'm sorry. Please don't let your bun be bust. Unbust the bun. It's Unbustable. It's too late. Okay, wait. Okay, but hold on. I'm going to redeem myself by telling you that I am almost finished um, with the dream season one. Oh, finally. Good. So there Are you, you go. Okay. It? Does that unbust your bun a little bit? That helps. I'm happy when you listen to me about 
take my recommendations. I'm listening to the podcast and watching the show simultaneous, like all now. What show? The Outsider. Oh, I thought you meant the dream show. I'm glad that helped a little bit. I did not know NCIS stood for anything to do with the Navy. I feel like the biggest dum-dum. Am I a dum-dum or did you know No, I knew it because I've like maybe seen the show a couple times, but also they've been on Dateline a couple times. So I knew it from that. Um, So we learned from these NCIS guys. There's two of them. And it's considered free speech to wear a fake military uniform around town, which I guess makes sense because of Halloween and those Paris Hilton girls who wear the camo everywhere. But (laughs) it's illegal to use the uniform to gain something Ah. for free. It's called stolen valor. So how great is that? It's creepy to me because that means there could be people pretending to be something, but just not trying to get like a free soda there, but still pretending. I was more meaning the term stolen valor. I know it's good. It's very And I think that we can say like straight out alternative title. Alternative title, 100%. Absolutely could have been stolen valor. Absolutely. So there's a million other charges the NCIS find out they can charge Derek on. There's mail fraud, identity theft, having a firearm when you're a felon, wire fraud, social security fraud. Apparently he was receiving benefits because he was blind. Guess what? He wasn't blind. I don't like that one. You know I got upset about that one. So Cindy connects Dory with another woman that he was dating with Dory's money. And her name is Tracy. So yep. this is when I finally realized that it's basically a Ponzi scheme he, that he's doing. He is getting, instead of getting rich with other people's money and then it mm-hmm. becomes a vicious circle, he's wooing women with the previous woman's money. And then it just continues on in a vicious cycle. So hmm. do you see what I'm saying? I don't know if that's a Ponzi scheme because it has to remember, it has to remain in the company. So you have to be your main in... Oh, no, it is a Ponzi scheme, I guess. Clever. That's good. Right? Because he's, like, dating Sarah, takes Sarah's money, uses it to win over Kathy, and then he takes Kathy's money and uses it to win over Jessica. It's called something else, but yes, exactly. That's, yeah, it's a I different kind a of a scheme. I think that's a Ponzi scheme, but then it, when the money dries up, you owe the people at the top all that oh. money. So, and then you're not getting any new influx of cash. So you're not yeah. getting any new victims to use their credit cards, but now you're stuck at the top. So it's something, it's a scheme of some sort. It's a Fonzie it's- scheme. So, yeah. So this is dumbest joke ever. So, um, I liked it. <laughs> so NCIS finds Tracy who says she's kicked Derek out of the house and the NCIS asks her to forgive him and take him back. Because we're looking at a sting operation. There we go. So, and I hope that this one goes better than the first one at the train station. He says he's at the hospital having a heart procedure. We never really find out what's really going on with his heart. I don't think he has one. So he says, can you pick me up at the hospital after this heart procedure? Mm -hmm. And so they are going to swarm the hospital and arrest him. Right. Unfortunately, these stupid... Stupid, silly, silly dundle heads 
that's not a word, um, <laughs> local TV station runs a report on Derek without knowing that there's this sting that they are now compromising. Be- but wouldn't they, if they were doing this story on this con man that women should be aware of, wouldn't they ask the police before they do this story? Because wouldn't they want like a quote from them or to interview them for the story? Instead, they just are like, there's a man on the lookout. We're not sure if people are looking for him, but beware. We don't really have any of the facts, but more at 11. Um, (laughs) It was very specific. Empty promises and empty wallets. (laughs) That's what she said Mm -hmm. at WTFAA. Oh, my God. So the police are so pissed at this local TV station because if he saw it, he could be on the lam already. So it's really bad form. It is. It's really But they bad. didn't know, but I get it. But it's still just like, don't. You don't, don't know. Don't. Yeah. So something goes wrong. Something besides the news station. Yeah. So, and, and Andrea says, this is my favorite. She says, best laid plans don't always go the way they're supposed to. Oh. <laughs> I was laughing so, like, she, she no, she knows the expression. She yeah. knows of mice and men, but yeah. she is like dumbing it down for us. I think she's pulling a dentist. Like, where'd you get that word? Yeah, um, she's being cute. But That's all it right. kill. It made me laugh so hard. It was That's too funny. cute. I totally so, didn't catch that. That's yeah. good. <laughs> best, best laid plans don't always go the way they're supposed to. <laughs> it's good. I like it. Come see, come saw. Um, so <laughs> here's the hitch because there must always be a problem. Tracy calls the cops frantically and saying, it's not at the hospital. It's not at the hospital. He's actually at this heart center. But the hospital is where they have dozens of undercover policemen ready to arrest him. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, they move really quickly and they're able to arrest him at the heart center, which is awesome. And even more awesome is that Tracy is watching the arrest and is taking photos on her phone like she works for TMZ or something. Love it texting them to Cindy like real time so she can see the arrest. It would be, it's you and me. I was really what? excited. I was 100%. like, 100%. Yeah, we'd be doing that. And then that. You'd, you'd be like, ask him what he's wearing. Yeah. <laughs> what What are you wearing, Derek? <laughs> what, describe his face to me exactly. <laughs> yeah. What does it, what facial hair expression, expression now? Can you see expression the tense? The, is he clenching his jaw? What, what about right now? Yeah. What about now? Okay. Handcuffed in the front or the back. Is he looking to the right or the left? Okay. Yeah. So he is wearing um, an expensive suit and tie when they arrest him, which he's just had a heart procedure. No idea what's happening. I have a theory. You have this idea that hotel staff will give you a better room if you dress up when you are checking in. And I think that he thinks he will get a better procedure or better medication if he is dressed up nicely. So I have decided that I am going to wear my beta brand pants everywhere I go with the helps that it might get me things because they're as comfortable as yoga pants and you might get upgraded to a suite. I like it. (laughs) I like it because the next place that you might be going, I think I'm coming with you. And so I'm very excited about the prospect of this, that we might get a suite. Because I'll be in my Vader brand pants. Yeah. So if you're getting ready for the boardroom or the operating room or a sting at a train station or trying to decide if today is a stylish day or a comfortable day, 
which is every day for me. And I usually pick comfortable because the choice of do I want to look okay or do I want my stomach to be dug into all day? Do I actually want to breathe? Do I actually want to be able to digest my foods? Do I actually want to be able to sit down comfortably? Mm -hmm. Um, These are the choices that women have to make. But with Beta Brand dress pant yoga pants, you can have both style and comfort. Their pants are so professional and stylish like dress pants, but they're as comfy and stretchy as yoga pants. And they have dozens of colors, cuts. They have boot cut, straight legs, skinny, cropped patterns. They have black and patterns. They I ordered the straight leg seven pockets because, again, I'm a real person who needs uh-huh. to put things in those pockets. And I get irrationally angry at those fashion ladies pockets that are like fake. You can put your finger in it. They have pants with and without pockets because maybe you're not as obsessed with pockets as I am. But I have been obsessed with these pants since I got them. I've been wearing them to work. I've gotten tons of compliments on them. I've put a lot of things in the pockets. We've had some good times. And I will be ordering myself another pair or maybe two or three because I've started to ask myself things in the morning like, can I wear my beta brand pants for the third day in a row? If not, I am not going to work. I'm just calling in out of beta brand pants instead of calling in sick. So I'll be ordering more so that I can keep my job. Now, right now, our listeners can get 20% off their first order by going to betabrand.com forward slash dateline. That's 20% off your first order at betabrand.com forward slash dateline. Millions of women agree that these are the most comfortable pants you'll ever wear to work. Specifically, a bunch of our listeners have ordered some and have just sent me the best tweets of thank you for introducing them to beta brand pants because they are obsessed with like all caps, multiple exclamation points. Love it. All of these listeners that have used the code and got the beta brand pants are beyond thrilled. So that, and then I humbly bow in my own beta brand pants. So go to betabrand.com forward slash dateline for 20% off and you will be thanking us too. They're the best pants. You'll be thanking yourself. You're actually... Your legs, your stomach, your butt, your... Everything will thank you. Every part will thank you. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Beta Brand. Thank you, Beta Brand. The police bring in Derek, and he admits that he had seen the story on the news that morning, thanks to that local fail. Mm-hmm. Um, but he um, he's the victim in this whole story. Yeah, These women, know. I did not realize that he was being, it was a systematic takedown by a group of women who um, had maybe loved him and lost him. Um, they were women scorned and they were seeking revenge on him because he broke their hearts. So I didn't know. Um, he, well, now you do. I know. Now he says he had never pretended to be in the military or maybe he had, but just not in the recent past. Um, they do have him on camera pretending to be a fighter pilot. And Dory has a photo of him in uniform. And they show him this photo that she took secretly. And he says, I don't know how um, how the, you got that photo. What? And then That's he says, a magical photo. And then he says, I never wore the uniform in public. <laughs> like, that was my private dress up time. We don't talk about that, but every five to six, I like to dress up in uniform. And sit out on the veranda? And sit out on the porch and pretend with okay. my figurines, my G.I. Yeah. Joes yeah. that I'm in the Army. Um, so has he ever heard of Stolen Valor? He says, I have, but I just heard about it. 
Like I haven't been committing it for a long time. But it the he had I have was so like actually I have indeed. It would have been so much better if he had like been really quick and like tried to like cover for it and been like I have. I, I mean I love Mel Gibson. And like played it off like he thought it was a movie. That would have been great. Yes. So good. That's the that's the um you can't handle the truth, right? Is that right. that one? Oh, um that would have been good. Then he says he never had military IDs. He's <sighs> never gone out in public and gotten free things. And the police even say, like tickets to a baseball game, you've never gotten anything free. And he's like, Nope. Why are you saying nope? You need to be coming up with other... You're a con man. I'm expecting him to be a better liar, and I feel like he's not doing I know. I'm, I'm personally offended. Offended because we have been told how good he is. <laughs> um, he's lying about things where there are full-on security footage of him doing so. And you should be able to tell that by the questions that they're asking, man. If they're asking you specifically, right. Durr. Mm -hmm. Get with it. So no they show, they say, we have footage of you at the baseball game. And he's like, well, I didn't show an ID. And they're like, yes, you did. We have you on camera pulling out your ID. And he's like, well, I didn't tell them that I was in the Navy. And he's like, yep, we interviewed the two men working there. And they remember you very clearly. And they picked you out of a lineup and said that you said that you were Navy. So well, Dory needed it. Dory needed it. <laughs> so they have all the credentials he yeah. um, bought them all off of eBay, but he hasn't done anything with these fake credentials and awards. These are my awards, mother, from Army. From Army. Um, he got them on eBay just for his private dress-up time, I guess, not to use them to get anything, okay? Right. Um, then we find out that that day at the, the baseball game, he even got a tour of the stadium after. My God. It's not just like he scammed them out of free tickets. And they Googled that colonel and then they found out and they tried to kick him out. It's like the opposite of that. It's like me trying to sneak into the movies. And then when the guy catches me, I make him get me free popcorn. It's like going to Disneyland in a wheelchair and pretending that you have a disability. And then they're taking you back into the tunnels and you get to see the inner working. Mm -hmm. So the NCIS guy says he's absolutely confident in every lie He's a narcissist. We're like, yes, we know. Mm -hmm. He apparently would have one girlfriend drop him off at the airport. Then he would walk quickly to another terminal and then have a different girlfriend pick him up like he had just landed. He's not that handsome. I'm sorry. We haven't said that yet, He's but I just want to be real clear no. that this is He's not like... This is not like Daniel Craig no. coming out and being like... Yeah. No. Um... Also, I've always thought it was really just totally extra for women to um, not trust their guys and to constantly check their phones. I was wrong. Like, all of these women should be constantly checking his phone because he's doing this all on one phone. Like, he's literally saying, thanks for picking me up, Sarah. Right. Run right. to the next terminal. Annie, I'm here. Are you coming to pick me up? And then Annie should just pick, look at his phone and be like, who's Sarah? She just dropped you off 10 minutes ago at gate A? What's happening? But like, these are all, but this is why he doesn't stay in relationships for a long time. Right, because right? as they get suspicious, new, Because they're leaves. not going to check his phone right away because that would seem crazy, quote unquote. So they're not going to do that. And he knows that. He like kind of preys on like the human humanness of like what you're gonna do 
and not um, just the humanness, I think the womanness, like uh, we've said it many times, like that women, women are taught from a young age, to, like not cause a stir and not, you know, offend, try to be nice. So the interrogation is finally making him nervous. This is like the only time we see him crack a tiny bit. He says he needs heart medicine and he needs a pill that is specifically in a Mentos bottle. He asked them to get him a pill in a Mentos bottle that he has from the hospital. And I will. I also don't. I didn't think that was that weird. I think because if he's keeping them in his front pocket, the prescription bottles are really big. So he's either keeping loose pills or he's keeping them in that little tiny tin. So that made total. I keep all of my like pills in a tin in my purse. But he just came back from the hospital. So it would have been a fresh medication. Right. I also keep them in like an Altoids tin. Um, but I think it's a little weirder because he would have picked up at the hospital. He's literally wearing the clothes he was wearing from this heart procedure. That is a good point. So, um, Cindy thinks he's going to get away with it again because they take him to the hospital to be on the safe side because they're now like, we are crossing every T and dotting every I. We do not want to lose him on a technicality. Like he has a heart attack or something. So we're going to take him to the hospital. And so Cindy's like, he's going to get away again, but they actually put like a guards at his door and do the right thing. They do the right thing. Yeah. Of course, when they get there, the doctors find absolutely nothing wrong with his heart. So, of the federal prosecutor is worried that stolen valor doesn't carry a very big sentence and he wants to put this guy away for a long time. He's stolen a lot of money from these women, but each one isn't individually enough to give him a big sentence. But when you add it all up, including like Cindy's especially and Linda's, who was really, really high, Mm -hmm. um, it adds up to over a million dollars. And once you hit that million dollar mark, I think you get like an even higher sentence that they can go for. So- um, also Dory had kept all of the packing materials that he had ordered the metals from on eBay, the metals that he had used to get, um, free things. So since he was doing stolen valor with things he ordered online in the mail, that's committing mail fraud. That's so clever. I loved that. That was it's great. Really cool. So they say, well, you plead guilty um, to all these charges. We'll let go of these other charges, but you're going to get 24 years behind jail, behind bars. So now Andrea is going to drag another D-bag for the second week in a row. Yes. And we are here for it. She is interviewing him on the phone because I feel like if he looked directly into her eyes, it's like kryptonite. Um, what also, did you notice her phone case? I did. What is it? It looked like, um, a flower pattern. It was clear with floral floral. Like it was like exactly what I would, I would either expect a, a solid color or Mm -hmm. something like this. Yeah. It's just clear. I think she has the rose gold phone and then it had a floral over Mm -hmm. the top of the clear. It was very nice. Yeah, it was cute. So he says to Andrea, all these women are lying. He never stole or cheated. Okay. So Andrea says, I think that statement to these women is will seem very clueless. And at that point, I realized I need a remake of Clueless starring the hosts of Dateline. Josh Mankiewicz and Keith Morrison are Cher and Dion. Dennis is Brittany Murphy and Andrea is Paul Rudd. I won't have it any other way. Okay, sounds good. I'll make a call. Thank you. (laughs) 
thank you. So Derek admits to Andrea that he is a horrible boyfriend, which is the understatement of ever everything that was ever stated ever before in the world. He admits to be to pr- be pretending to be all these different people. Um, he's like, it was hard pretending to be these people while I'm being chased by the police and being chased by U.S. Marshals. And it really just comes off as bragging. Like, look at all these people I was being chased by. And I was pretending to be all these people. Like, I was juggling a lot of balls in the air. Mm. Um, then Andrea gets to point out that her husband is a former F-18 fighter pilot and that pretending, yes, it's so good. And pretending, why did you pretend? It's like the worst thing that you can do. And he says, Andrea. And I was like, oh no, he did not just call her. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. Um, If you're new to the podcast, we have very strong feelings about people who are guilty or even just policemen or reporters calling our hosts by their first names, as in, well, Josh. No, we do not say the Christian name of the host. We do not do it. You the can thing refer you need to, to know, her, Dennis, as Ms. Canning or nothing at all, or Miss or Ma'am, if you need to, but not Andrea. Andrea. It's too familiar. Well, Keith, what I'd like, no. Yeah, no. I'm done. No. And I, even if it's someone who is on our side, like, the, you know, like the prosecutor, I don't like when anyone does it. We can do it, but I hate myself when we do it, too. We so, don't do it that much. We don't do it to anyone but Josh. I would not say Keith. Oh, Keith, blah, blah, blah. I no. would not. Mm-hmm. It's your I would highness. refrain from the name. I would hold the name back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says, Andrea, that's a cheap shot question. Again, you're a cheap shot. How is that a cheap shot question? Like asking if perhaps he's overcompensating for a small Becky's protege would maybe be a cheap shot question. But Andrea would never ask that. I would. It's not a cheap. She handled it in stride, too. I would have been getting real red. She's like, if someone had told me basically a huge part of their case. Yeah. So it, that's not a cheap shot question. It's not like gotcha journalism. I think he's more like you have personal experience with this. So that's unfair because you're biased. Right. It's a huge part of the case, though. It's She's not, not a allowed cheap to shot. ask him. No, not at all. Mother. It's he's ridiculous. Um, so he's finally accepts the deal and he's going to go to sentencing. Now, to make it really stick, they bring in eight Uh, They bring in as many of the women who I think can get to Texas. So eight of the women fly to Texas so that their stories get counted, even though they live in other places. Um, And including, I think it was Linda, who's in a boot. Oh, someone was in a boot? Linda, I think it was Linda. They're all walking into court together. She's in a boot like she broke her ankle. And I was like, go, girl. What are you talking about? Me at your wedding. Yeah. Um, and I was thrilled. I have it, fond feelings towards the dust boot. Dust boot. So Cindy's statement is very intense. It's a lot like, um, it's, she says things like, he unraveled my deepest insecurities, leaving me with a lingering emptiness that haunts my every breath. 
And I thought immediately that the woman who went up after her was like, crap, we were supposed to write something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I don't want to go after her. You told me. And she's like whispering <laughs> to Linda, you told me we didn't have to write anything. I thought I could just say I, he hurt me. Like, I thought I could just wing it. God. When you knew Cindy was going to do her homework. She has like 15 pages of notes. Why didn't you tell me? She's so bad. She said lingering, lingering emptiness. Times New Roman font. I don't have anything like lingering emptiness. I'll, so, I'll meet you guys. I'll meet you guys later. I'm going to no, go I'll the meet bathroom. you at Chili's. I'm going to write no, something on I'm some toilet going. paper. <laughs> she's in the bathroom, like no, frantically just, writing. No. Oh, you meant she's just like bailing. I'm out. No, she's just bailing. She's I'm like, out. you guys you have guys. this. You don't. Do you need me? You don't, you don't need, need me. me. You have you Cindy. You don't need me. You have Cindy, Cindy and her lingering you hear that? emptiness. Lingering. I'll go order us apps, okay? Yeah. So she, so Dory takes the stand and says she'll never trust again. That was, that one was rough for me. The interview with, that was a precious moment. The interview, the Dory and Andrea moment when she's like, she's like, you almost can't tell she's crying and then you see it and Andrea she's calls cr- her on it. And I was I like, I know. I was mm. like, Dory, just keep swimming. Come on, Dory. It's going to be okay. So Derek takes the stand because, of course, he does. Because all narcissistic people take the stand because they think they can charm their way out of it. But the judge doesn't fall for it. He says, if I can give you life, I would. He gives him the max of 24 years. And he has to pay back a lot of the money. But I don't think he has any money to pay it back. But No, he's the, not going to pay back He's not going to pay back a dime. But almost as good as that is when they're taking him away in shackles, he trips and almost falls. And Dateline did not have to show that, but they totally did. I see and you, Dateline editors. He looks back at the stoop like, what did I, like, you know, when you make a big show, like, what was that? No, did he thought it was, me? he looked at the guard. And I'm like, you don't blame, you know, whoever his name is. Charles. George. George. Yeah. Go yeah. George. Yeah. Um, I loved it. The Dateline editors totally included that in to shade him. And that I, was excellent. Nice brilliant. work. So the police call Cindy a hero. And Andrea says to Cindy, does it give you comfort to know that the place that he's staying now is no Four Seasons? And it's very cute. And she laughs. Uh, and Cindy laughs. But I just wondered why she didn't say Ritz-Carlton. Because that was the hotel that started it all, that he said he built. There might have been something else with the Four Seasons that we didn't see and they didn't want to recut it. Yeah, it's fine. Andrew doesn't make mistakes, so I'm not implying it was a mistake at all. Yeah, that's um, why I'm thinking it was something they cut. Yeah, But I thought, it was, I thought it was an adorable way to end it, actually. I thought it was really it sweet and really, like, hopeful, kind of. Mm-hmm. And I loved that they were called the Courage Club. Oh, so I cute. I thought that was really cute that they called all the women that came together. Because they really did. And Cindy, Cindy's a gosh darn hero she really made this happen and like yeah. brought all these women together what's the name of the facebook group by the way i don't know but um a couple people on twitter were like can i join because i'm traumatized now so oh, god so uh before we move on i just want to say um congratulations to crime writers on for their 200th episode Woo-woo! yes we love them so much we ah! love <laughs> we <sighs> We love Rebecca and Kevin and Laura and Toby, and they've done a lot for us. So we're just so excited for them. And they've and done a lot for the world. A freaking men, sister, mm-hmm. to that. Do you have any standout B-roll for this? Because we are running long yet again. Cindy was walking 
and carrying coffee mm-hmm. by a body of water. So it's kind of a twofer, um, a Folgers and a beat and a water. But she was carrying the coffee kind of funny, like overhand, cup it, holding the cup like this. I wonder if it was too hot. Probably it must have hot. been too hot. Um, that we saw one of the cops working at a standing desk mm-hmm. and I was we like, sure good for him. Well, I didn't, it's not though, because there was a chair behind him and what's that? Why is there a chair for well, just in cases? Yes. You don't, it's not good to stand for eight hours a day. So right. you sometimes do want to take a break and sit. How it's long is it off. good to stand for? I think they say, um, a, at least a couple times an hour, you're supposed to stand if you work at a sitting desk. If you have a both desk, I think they say like half and half, maybe half an hour on, half an hour off. I'm making this up. So I'm just using a tone that makes it sound like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But um, I figured that out about halfway through. Okay, good. Yeah, it's um, good though. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but my favorite B roll, besides the photo of Derek sleeping on a couch with his mouth totally open, and someone had taken a picture of him without him knowing, and they <laughs> put it on Dateline because they love to throw shade. Um, Cindy is in her house is like a full-on ad for a laptop because she is her, her apartment's gorgeous and she is on the laptop at the desk. Then she's working at her couch. Then she's lounging at another, like a chaise or whatever. And it's like an ad for a laptop and how you can use it all over the house. Yeah, Loved absolutely it. Absolutely. Correct. Quote of the week, what to me was, in this game of cat and mouse, Derek had just scored another point, which made me laugh because if it were a Keith episode, it would say something like, Derek had just scored another piece of cheese. Correct. You're exactly right. But or then Andrea pulled out her inner mank, I thought, because no, she Derek said... No, Derek had just gotten closer to the cheese. Okay. In, in, yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. In this game of cat and mouse, Derek had just gotten closer to the cheese. Sorry, I was thinking gotten one step closer to the cheese, because if they're in a rat, if they're in a maze, then you're trying... The end goal is the cheese. So if you get the cheese, you're done. Yeah, that's true. And we don't want it to be over yet. It's still mid-game. It's like halftime or so. It's like it's third inning. Halftime. I don't know. Halftime cheese. (laughs) It's like your night cheese, but it's earlier in the night. So, (laughs) um, and but then Andrea like really stepped it up again with the animal metaphors and went kind of a little manky because she said the sly fox had turned into the obedient puppy. Where did that come from, Andrea? They're all just hanging out now. They're like hanging out and exchanging ideas. And when she can't think of something, she's like, Josh, can you give me a blurgity blurg for this? Yeah. Um, or uh, what is it called? A boobabaloo. <laughs> uh, boobaday. Boobaday. Give me a boobaday for this. Um, no one's going to know what that means nope, yet. And I'm just going to leave it. You might find out at some point. We're starting to insert that word. And I wanted to try to do it this episode. I had one quote, which was um, when Cindy was talking about how this sort of is like her all encompassing for her was this getting him. And mm-hmm. she said now when she introduces herself, she's basically like, hi, it's nice to meet you. My name is Cindy and I'm a victim of fraud. Yeah. I thought that was great. I liked it. The way she says it is so deadpan in yeah. all one sentence. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, she's she's good people. She reminded me a little of Nancy from the a Charleston l- affair. Definitely. Yeah, she had you could how 
funnily enough, she had a sense of humor about the whole thing. It seemed like. Yeah. She was like, yeah. okay, yeah. Um, I didn't have any fashion police, did you? No, Andrea looked beautiful. Um, of course. All the women were classily dressed. Everyone looked mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. It was, he definitely had kind of a type. They all were attractive, well-dressed ladies. With distinctive voices. Dis- very distinctive voices, but n- not seemingly the same hair color. I thought it was going to be all blondes. Mm-hmm. And then we've got Missy in there. Yep. Who's a brunette, but mm-hmm. I don't know. There were several brunettes. There was no redhead that I saw. What's he got against gingers? How dare you, Derek? So, um, titles, mine are not good. Oh, mine aren't either. I was hoping you had a good one. Um, okay, I have, I'll try. Um, Mentos, the lie maker. There you go. That's not bad. Um, Mahala, heck no. Okay. Um, with, this was Andrea, said cruel Casanova. I like that. And then she said, um, and I would have it be titled Lover on the Lamb. And then in parentheses, it would say Take the Lamb. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. It's that an doesn't oldie, make any sense. It's an oldie but a goodie. Nope. Um, our IG listeners might recognize, know what that means. Um, and then Scam Bam, thank you, ma'am. All right. I like Scam Bam, thank you, ma'am. That's all. Have we there. used that before? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I thought it was very... It's New. appropriate. It's apropos. I'm sure we maybe did. And I sometimes I steal from myself. I like that. That's my favorite. That's my favorite when you steal from yourself. And I don't I, recognize it until you point it out. And then I feel really stupid. There was only yeah. one time. It was one time and it was last time. Never before. It was last time. <laughs> you stole from yourself earlier in the episode. You stole. That's funny. Because I from just. Like an hour before. So if you guys wonder why I don't like when you tweet me. Hey, that purse was purple out of nowhere, and I have no idea what you're talking about. I need uh, a title of the episode, and I need a reference point because I I don't remember if I'm stealing my from myself literally from an, the episode I am currently recording. So sh- I don't yeah. know if it's from last week or two months, three two years ago. I don't know. Remember what I'm talking about? But she is shockingly good at remembering details of episodes. So she will know if you can prompt the memory, it's there. It's in there. Um, But if it's remember when you said this and it was funny, I'm like, I do not remember saying that. I would be more likely to remember because I've listened to it probably a hundred times because of the edit. Yeah. Um, So I have two and they're not good. I had from con to convalescent because he's going to be in prison until he's old. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, It's not mm -hmm. that good. But then mm-hmm. I thought this one was okay. He was kind of convalescing after his heart surgery, too. Sure. There's that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, then No Hope, All Dread. Oh, got it. That was his last name. Hope Very wasn't good. a good word for that, though. I was trying to think of something. No blank, All Dread. Like, what's the opposite of dread? But hope is kind of hope. Seems right. Yeah. If there was a woman named Hope... That would have been even perfecter. Dang it. Yeah. Maybe no there was. No happy ending. All dread. No, that's terrible. All right. No, hope is better. I liked it. Hope all dread. Better. All dread. All dread. Yeah. Um, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And consider joining our Patreon community. We have dozens of free full-length episodes on there. And you get instant access when you join at the Loving Life or Higher levels. So don't watch alone. 
watch with Mark Harmon because hopefully he'll show up for you unlike he did for me tonight. I'm sorry. Watch with your own courage club. Oh, that's beautiful. Watch, watch while not being taken seriously by the police. Watch, watch for red flags. (gasps) Brilliant. That's the best one you've ever done. Is it? Yeah, it's really good. Don't watch alone. Watch Watch for red flags. flags. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Here's the thing is that is so mind blowing to me, though, is that I once uh, like right. I was like teenager or right after or college, maybe. And I went to see a movie and I decided to sneak in to see another movie after without paying for it. And I got caught. The guy asked me for a ticket stub for the second movie and I started sweating and it I was like, um, I threw it away. Um, I guess I won't see this movie. Oh, well. And I just caved and walked away because. Were you by yourself? I think so. Yeah. That's even worse. They yeah. caught you and you were alone. I mean, I got to see my movie that I paid for, but then I was like, oh, there's another showing right after this of something else I want to see. You know, it was like a matinee. So I was like, I'll just hop in there. We used to call it movie hopping. Right. That's not an old thing. This happens still today to this day. Right. But he was like, where's your ticket? And I was like, so and he's like, which person sold it to you? And I was like, um, I just, I don't remember. And I'm like fake digging through my bag. And then I was finally just like, I guess I threw it away. And he's like, well, do you want me to call my manager and we can get you a new one? And I was oh, like, he was no. trying to get you. Oh, for sure. And I was like, no, that's okay. I don't really want to see the movie anyways. Bye. Like, I feel like the next my mom's part calling. of that. I, gotta I feel go. like the next part of that sentence should be like, I thought that he was going to be like, can I take you to a movie sometime? That would have been great. <laughs> If that was actually a meet cute, he was catching you movie hopping, but really he just thought you were cute. That would like, be amazing. Instead, maybe that was the next thing and you left too soon. I left too soon. And it was, he was like, I was going to miss. I was going to ask you. I know. Wait, hold on. Hold on. I wanted to. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. I got to go. I think we've solved it. I think we've solved the puzzle, Alex. That is what is happening. He could have been my husband and I... Blew it. Instead, I'm scarred for life and refused to lie or steal or cheat or anything because I was so scared of getting caught. Oh, no. So. Backfired.